1: A passionate instigator and dynamic problem solver, Dr. Kevin Ross Emery, the host of the Dr. Kevin Radio Show, will be taking you outside the box, behind the curtain, and identifying the load of BS we are fed every day. And now, Dr. Kevin.
3: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Dr. Kevin Show here on OM Time. Where we're changing the world, wait for it, one ohm at a time. This is our second Thursday of the month, which our second Thursday of the month means that we are always graced by the presence of Reverend Lori Powers Otto. <laughs> and tonight, for our thoughtful Thursday, we are going to be having a guest. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But Laurie is on a mission. She is on a mission to hand our megaphone to fabulously, wonderfully interesting people that she meets because she's tired of listening to me talk. I know the truth. (laughs) Uh, So we will get to our guest in just a moment. Uh, I do always start these segments with uh, kind of what is, uh, you know, something that either is uh, getting me my hot topic which is either getting me hot under the collar or it's warming the cockles of my heart. Um, and um, today's hot topic, uh, which when Lori will, will welcome Lori in and she will, she will chat about it and she will give us some good old Lori perspective and then she'll introduce today's guest and we'll ask today's guest to weigh in on it as well. We do want to remind you this is a live, that's it, live, live, Just like bacteria, we're live. Call-in show. And if you'd like to spread the wealth of your bacteria and your thought processes, you can do so by calling 202-570-7057. That's 202-570-7057. We just ask that all your commentary is respectful. That's it. We just want it respectful. So my hot topic for the day is Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss, who wrote over 60 books and encouraged many a generation of people to read. In his time of writing, he was a product of his generation, and he fell to some of the same bias and bigotry that our government was encouraging during the time of World War II, and he drew some imagery that was... Uh, not friendly to Asians at that time, as he was thought as he was being instructed to do his patriotic duty by our government, which, you know, is always of all the people, unless they're of this list of not the people that they're of. And, uh, with that, he later in life apologized for that, that he did create those. He also created some books that had some racist imagery that was not considered racist at the time. It was not a concept. He was not a man of that generation. And he saw this, and he fell prey to being a man of his age. But as he went on in life, he did a lot of great things with his work. He touched a lot of children. He got a lot of children to read. He did a lot of other things that I can respect that he did. His family recently chose six out of his over 60 books and said, this is image imagery. We don't think we should still be sharing with our children. We now look at it and we see it as racist, as insulting and as hurtful. And we know it wasn't drawn to be that way, but it's six out of over 60 books, not even his most popular one. And the family chose to withdraw it. Now, today's hot topic warms both the cockle of my heart and gets me hot under the collar because like everything else in our distorted, perverted capital city of Washington, D.C., somebody has decided to make this a political issue when it was a business decision made by the family, feeling like they did the right thing. And they have a right to do what they want with the intellectual property of their father. They own the legal right to decide if a book is not going to be in print. It wasn't a liberal overreach. It wasn't a book banning done by the Dems. Okay. It was just another case where the bullshit that comes out of DC is so thick and so high that we wouldn't know the truth if it bit us in our backsides. And that's the part that gets me hot under the collar. This family made a decision. It had a right to make it, and it made it from a good place. And the way that this has been twisted and turned by bitter old white men drives me right up the wall. So I've said my piece, Lori, come on in. I know that this is going to be something that you're going to tell me all the reasons why I'm wrong, and then we'll invite the guest, and she can agree with you, and I'm okay. I'll just pout in the corner. How are you, Lori?
2: I am wonderful, Dr. Kevin, and you know I love you very much, and I love to hear you talk, and I don't think you're wrong at all. As a matter of fact, someone had posted a very good point. Dr. Seuss wrote those books that most of us have never even heard of when he was young, and he grew and he evolved as a man, and he no longer held those beliefs or held those perspectives, and he went on to write All the books we know and love and the cartoons and everything that filled most of our childhoods with a lot of joy. I give his family great praise for deciding not to continue publishing these books. They didn't ban them. They didn't recall them. They didn't burn them. They didn't say, you know, if it's in your library, you have to get rid of it. They didn't do any of that. They just decided that they were no longer going to be a part of the message they felt these books unintentionally was sending. I think they, they were very brave and very courageous. And they, as you said, it's their family, their family business. They can do what they want. This is not a Republican or democratic position. This is not anything to do with politics and everybody needs to stop making everything about politics. It's ridiculous. Love Doctor Seuss. He was he was a good man. You
3: know? <laughs> uh, yeah? Yeah. Lori, Lori, I think you need to find your voice and speak out more. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I, I, I I I don't know that I I don't know that I heard that correctly. Well, with that being said, why don't you why don't you move this conversation over to tonight's guest by introducing her and then letting her weigh in. And so she can tell both of us why we're wrong.
2: Okay, why we do that Uh, tonight? Our guest is Nadia Shana Cross, and Nadia is a holistic health coach and an author. And uh, she has a book coming out soon, "The Magic of Transformation," where she shares her stories of transformation and alchemy. Um, Nadia is well loved by her clients. She is uh, fun and Playful and smart and maybe a little sassy, I think we're going to find out. And um, you can actually find out more about Nadia at her website, uh, me. And Nadia, welcome. Hello,
4: hello. <laughs> I loved listening to both of you. And honestly, I want to weigh in with the fact that this gives me hope. It gives me hope that people can grow in being human, doing the right thing, seeing that something is outdated, that it needs to be changed. It gives me great hope. I don't have anything contrary to say to that. Because I'm originally from Germany, so I don't know Dr. Seuss from childhood times. I got to know Dr. Seuss um, through my husband, who's American, and we've been living here for six years together. So I don't know all too much about Dr. Seuss, but hearing this gives me great, great hope. So that's really what I want to say. It gives me the hope that people can change, that humanity can change, that humanity can do the right thing. Um, It's wonderful. It's wonderful news. It is I'm a little hard. <laughs> it is a little hard that it does always get political and polarized. That part is challenging. That part is very very challenging and very tiresome.
3: <laughs> is it as bad in Germany?
4: We, oh, let me think. So, we left Germany We did a little bit of traveling, so we didn't come to the States straight away. So we left Germany on a very auspicious date, actually. We left Germany on 11-11-11. So it's basically almost a decade ago. So we have been to visit, um, but it was during COVID times. It was a family matter. Um, I don't know. I hear from friends that there is also somewhat of a polarization going on, but most definitely not as palpable as it is in the States. You also got to remember Germany is a small country. It's like having one state. It's, I think it's the size of New Mexico, if I remember correctly. So it's very, very different. The States is like 50 states. It's huge. It's just, it, I, that's what I had to learn as a European. I think it's the size that makes everything so overwhelming. Hmm.
3: Well, you know, and and that is, I mean, that's absolutely true. And, uh, you know, and I'm always amazed when I go over and do work in Europe about how close everything is and, uh, you know, the, the the size and the perspective. As somebody who's traveled through all 50 states a few different times, uh, both by car and airplane, so I, I know those miles well, um, versus what it's like if you're hopping from... France to Switzerland or, you know, England to Wales or whatever. So, yeah, that is different. But it also produced somebody that I consider a very admirable and strong world leader that just happened to be a woman, which this country still can't get its head out of some part of its body to do. But besides that, I'm turning this back over to you, Laurie. I I promise to be more quiet. (laughs) No, no, that that's your radio show, Doctor Kevin.
2: But I but I did, uh, ask Nadia to be a guest on the show because she's fascinating. She has done some really fascinating things in her life that I think will truly inspire people and make them thoughtful and fill them with possibility. So, Thank you, Lori. Daddy. You're welcome. I think first you need to tell her, I I would like you to tell people a little bit about your background and, you know, like, why are you a holistic health coach? Why did you write your book? Tell them about your great adventures. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: And we want it all done in Dr. Seuss Rhyme.
2: Oh, I'm so bad at rhyming. I could maybe do it in German, but English—forget about it.
3: It's not going to
4: happen. It's going to—I I am not a poet like that. Most definitely, definitely not. I'm a storyteller, that's for sure. So the story really begins um, teenage years. So that answers the question of what this. Uh, what had me decide to become a health coach, it was literally a book that I picked up. It was a book that just, I don't know if you two know this feeling, but sometimes you just have the feeling like a book is calling you or it's just magically falling off of the shelf. And this was literally at the city library of Cape Town, South Africa, because my mom is South African. And we were visiting, living there for a while. And this book was called Ultra Health. The Positive Way to Vitality and Good Looks. And as a teenager, I was very interested in the good looks part. I was changing, I was growing, but I was also very, very intrigued by the first chapters of that book because it was promising the state of ultra health where there's well-being on all levels, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, and I was hooked. I didn't realize it at the time, I was 14, but looking back now, it's literally almost like it announced my my life path it's just a passion that i just
0: continuously hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: read about and then I pursued the career in health coaching. But before that, that's part of the adventures. I met my husband, who was um, a U.S. soldier at the time coming to Germany. And we dated for two years. We got married really young. So we dated from 18 to 20 and then got married when we were 20. And I was pursuing my career, but I was also married very young. So that was a challenge because normally you kind of, you know, you finish school or finish college, you get a job, you choose a career and in Germany, at least, and then you get married. Germans get married around 30. A lot of them Uh, in the States, there's a lot of people that get married early. And I got married early, so the adventure really started the combination of following my passion of of health, holistic health, but also being married. And that was a challenge, being married that young. It really, really was. And that auspicious date that I mentioned, 11-11-11, I actually wrote about. It's the story of my husband and I, and you could literally call it when true love was about to die, we did something really, really bold. Do you want to know what we did?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> At <a> Snickers bar.
4: <laughs> so,
3: so wrong answer, huh?
4: <laughs> but what did you say? I heard Snickers bar.
3: I said shared a Snickers bar. Wrong yes, answer, I'll
4: huh? Share the, I'll share the Snickers bar. This is a this is a delicious story. So we had been married, um, for a while. So it literally, we got married in 1996 and 2011. So we're married 17 years. We were at a crossroads and it literally was when true love was about to die. We were so unhappy with our jobs. I did all the school, all the, I got a bachelor of science in health coaching. I couldn't get work, uh, Eric, the hubby, was not happy with his job, and we just were miserable, and in this being miserable and unhappy, we were also at each other's throat, always kind of blaming the other for all the things that went wrong, and it was a very epic fight in the sense that I had never felt the love leave my heart, but this was Christmas 2010 and I was ready to walk out and my wise husband said something very quietly once we settled down he said or we could choose to follow love and then I said to him yes I'm on board you let us know like you choose what we're gonna do and I'll follow you and February 2011 Eric came home and said how does this sound we both earn about maybe $2000 a month but we have no expenses we have no overhead we're visiting exotic places and we're just having fun and living the good life and i didn't know what he was talking about i was like yes i'm on board that sounds amazing so then he told me that he had planned for us that we're going to go live and work on a cruise ship and that's exactly what we did and 11 11 11 was the day we left germany to go work and live on a cruise ship with Royal Caribbean for two years. And it saved our wow. lives.
3: Oh, that sounds so exciting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I may have been on that one of your ships. Who? We'll be a... right back. Uh, we'll be right back at the Dr. Kevin Show.
1: Conscious Media for Conscious Minds. Ohm Times. Have you ever wondered how to change your love paradigm? The secret key is finding a love partnership, not just a regular connection. How do you find these? Through conscious relationships. Ascending Hearts Dating is a dating site for people like you that believes in second chances and a different type of spiritual connection. Try Ascending Hearts for free today at AscendingHearts.com and change your love paradigm. Ascending Hearts, the premier dating community for the spiritually awake.
4: Hello, I'm Sandy Sedgbeer, host of Om Times Magazine's flagship radio show, What is Going Om? My passion is sifting through information, research, and innovations from new thought teachers, speakers, and researchers, pushing back the boundaries of what we know about life, energy, metaphysics, and the universe. I love shifting perceptions about who we are, why we're here, and how quickly impossible becomes normal when we open our minds, expand our awareness, and accept that the only limits that exist are those we place upon ourselves. So, if you're the kind of forward-thinking, eager investigator of what lies beyond the current reality that most perceive, why not make a date to come play with me in the Field of Possibilities at 4pm Pacific Time, 7pm Eastern Time every Thursday, and together... We can discover what's really going on.
0: COVID-19, brought to you by CDC and the Ad Council. If you're feeling increasingly lonely right now, you're not alone.
4: It's totally normal. Even though we may not be able to get together in person, connecting virtually with friends and family still gives you a chance to interact with people and may help raise
0: your spirits. Join a virtual book club, set up group text chats, or online
1: video coffee breaks with co-workers. Find more self-care and coping tips at coping-19.org.
3: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Dr. Kevin Show here on Home Time. This is the second Thursday of the month, which means it is Thoughtful Thursday, where Lori Powers Otto and I either introduce you to Thoughtful people or people that make you thoughtful or thoughtful conversations or things going on in the world. Today, we gave some thought and thoughtfulness to Nadia Krauss, who has just set out upon the grand journey on the Royal Caribbean to save her marriage. And I have to tell you, I did the math and I'm like, nope, nope, because my last Royal Caribbean, because I did a lot of cruises My last Royal Caribbean cruise was actually uh, in 2010. So I was just like, that would be really weird if we'd been on the same cruise ship. And I have to ask before Lori takes us back over and I behave again, not going to happen. So what role did each each of you have? And did you like the cruise ship? Because I've heard lots (laughs) of stuff from people that have staffed.
4: Absolutely. So my background being being health and fitness. I, I basically came from the health and fitness industry, and I had worked in different fitness studios, but I had also worked at a rock climbing wall, and that was my way in. So I entered in into working as a crew member for Royal Caribbean um, through being a sports staff, and then hubby Eric decided he was going to go to bartending school. So he went to bartending school in London and he did a intensive course for six weeks and he applied to be a bartender for Royal Caribbean. And that's how he um, got his contract. And so that's the first question.
3: (laughs) So he got him drunk and you got him stoned.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy, you
2: know, it's actually you asked me what was it like to work on a cruise ship. And you saying
4: that, like, stoned? Yeah, there were inc- incidences where we most definitely were smelling marijuana. It wasn't the crew because the crew gets kicked off. So, so you don't risk that um, when there's a no-tolerance um, drug. Y- you just you don't risk that. So I didn't know anybody in the crew risking any of that. But we had guests using it on the, literally by the rock climbing wall. I smelt it one time.
2: So, so you're
4: not
3: so far off. <laughs> I've, I've, I, I climbed that rock climbing wall on one of the Royal Caribbean things. So I know what you're talking about. I climbed that rock wall. Okay. There you call. go. Hi. How long did you do it and when did you fall out of love with doing it? So
4: we did three contracts and We loved it. The only thing we didn't love is that we were in two departments. So this answers the question to did we like working for it? And we did. But unfortunately, and here's the but unfortunately, there's such a thing as, ah, I forgot the terminology now. It's almost like white, white collar, blue collar. So me as sports staff was the white collar and Eric, the bartender, was the blue collar. I had more benefits and more time off and a better life on ship than he had. And that really clashed. And that was then we tried getting him onto the sports staff team. But Royal Caribbean is a big company and they don't really care if they split up couples. So that's when we fell out of love with working for Royal Caribbean when we were facing the possibility we had already been um, as we came in. We were separated for one contract, which is seven months. He was on a different ship than me, and we had made it through that, and we weren't ready to face
2: that again. Yeah, seven months is a long time. But I, it but is. I love. I. You saw a problem, and instead of just giving up, instead of just saying, "Oh no." you realize love each other and your love for each other was more important and you were willing to change your entire lives for that love i think that is beautiful i thank you for for giving people hope and letting them know that if you're at that same crossroads you can make a decision to go forward together you just might have to yeah well, you will have to do something different than what you've been doing every day, and I think that's amazing
4: thank you it it was It was definitely drastic, and I don't recommend doing it you know it's not that it's for everyone, but it was it was what we needed we We just needed that we were just in such a bad place, and we had never hurled such terrible accusations at at each other and and it was really it was really. Eric saying, cause I was done. I remember that day I was done. I was ready to walk out. And it was him just really, once we quieted down saying, and he literally said, we can, we can choose to tear each other up with these ego fights, or we can choose love. And my whole body relaxed. When he said that my whole body just relaxed. And I knew that, love was to lead the way. It was the only way. And it was a process and it was a huge adventure and it wasn't easy. It was so much harder than we thought it was. But we have so many amazing, funny stories. We have seen places we would have never seen if we didn't do this. And we did relocate back to the States. So everything worked out. Um, And it definitely has strengthened us in a way that I don't know if we would have made it if we didn't decide to do this.
3: Right,
2: because they're, they're trying to do this thing, you know, it's just like beating a dead horse with a stick. It's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, have to do different <laughs> Yeah, it's it's that. Well, it's my
4: one of my favorite quotes that Albert Einstein says: "The definition of insanity, right, doing the same thing over and yeah. over again, expecting different results." Exactly.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
3: but it's looked down in my head. Sorry. <laughs> so so you landed back in the States after three contracts, and how did things evolve from there? And you're still a health coach. What's Eric doing now? Is he still slinging <laughs> booze?
4: <laughs> so typically when you come to Germany as a U.S. soldier, he did his, so not typically, but you, he did his four years in the with the army in service. And then there is a route of working as a government employee for the government of the United States, but you're stationed in Germany. So he, that's what he was doing in Germany before he got really tired of it. And, They also rotate you out. So this is it was a combination of being tired of the job and also the job saying, well, it's your time to go back to the States now. And Eric saying, no, I don't want to go back to the States. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He got back into government work, is now working the same position that he worked in Germany. Is coming up on his 25th anniversary with the military as such, working for the military. And I work um, for corporate health coaching, and I also have my own wellness practice where I take on one-on-one clients. Nice. Very nice. And it took some time. It wasn't easy. So that's, that's the answering that question. We were both very, very, very culture-shocked, and it took five years to start feeling somewhat comfortable, and we would have never thought that it takes that long.
2: I have to tell you, my brother-in-law he was in the air force, but same thing in in Germany, and then he stayed there for years and years with his wife. Uh, and when they came back to the states, it was such culture shock that that she divorced him and moved back to Germany because she just couldn't adapt. So it is oh, wow. hard to go to another country. Yeah, and and just that's true. So thank you for your bravery. I'm glad we made it. Cause you are
4: right. It's not, um, not all couples make, um, a culture shock like that. And I have heard of couples where it just didn't work out because one or the other, it, either way, like either, either, you know, men from America moving to Germany or, um, the other way around. So, so it, it yeah, I've heard that too.
3: Yeah. Hal, I go through culture shock when I go spend six or eight weeks in Europe and come back. I'm like, oh my. And it's so interesting. I have more culture shock issue coming back to the United States than I ever did going there. Don't ask me yes. why. I, I don't know.
4: But yes. I, I, I actually, I, I'm very grateful you shared that with me because I obviously don't want to make assumptions and I'm obviously also biased coming from Germany. But it's, it's what Eric said too. Eric remembers um, the culture shock coming to Germany. It was really basically just things like, why aren't the stores open on Sunday? What is this place? Why do they close at six? At the time, it was six p.m. at night. He was he was used to twenty four seven Walmart, and he was used to stores being open on Sunday, and that's just not the case in Germany. But once you settle in, it's really really nice because it creates a work life balance.
2: Right something we we don't a lot of people don't experience in in the united states
4: it's just go 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 all the time
3: and unfortunately Mm -hmm. never the right people go 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 away anyway so now tell us about your book (laughs)
1: so
4: oh thank you for asking um so the book is called the magic of transformation and i called it the magic of transformation because sometimes we have this Really heavy, leaden human experience. And it's what Eric and I experienced as a couple. You experience it as an individual. Currently, I think it's a global experience for the world. Everything just feeling really, really heavy. But here's the but when we are prepared to show up for the transformation we literally can experience the magic of turning our heavy, leaden human experience into spiritual gold and spiritual nuggets, extracting the learning and the soul-level growth and really coming into life with the perspective of being the creator of your own life experience because all we can ever do is just change how we respond to a situation. So in this book, I share stories about All the times that I remember from 14 years old when I first found that book, Ultra Health, to now 45 in the United States, I had to choose transformation so many times. And I wrote the book. It was a book in the making for 13 years. And I was finally at the point where, like, now is the time to share it. The world needs to hear this. People need help. People are... Currently, I can feel the energy. It's very, very heavy currently, um, and I struggle with it too. But I do believe that we all have the tools within us to change that.
2: That's incredibly well said. I think as so people realize they have it, they can they can change, right?
4: Yes. Sorry.
3: my so, Nadia, my, my yes. question for you is, you are of a certain, definitely of a certain personality type. You <laughs> go after what you want. You don't buy into lots of limitations, uh, whether some of that is just the nature of your personality or the role modeling you saw in the environment that you grew up in. Uh The question is, what about those people who fear change, and to them, transformation is just that scary word of change? What would you say to them?
4: Very, very good question. Very good question. So here is what I would say to them, because believe it or not, before I got bold and courageous and going after my dreams, I too was scared. I too was in a place where I was going round and round. The only difference between me and maybe someone that has never heard of the magic of transformation, I heard of it very, very early. So that's, you're absolutely right. It was the environment that I was in. I had a lot of wise people around me and I had mentors. And I would say to someone that is scared of the transformation and the change, I would say to them what a mentor said to me. So these were the words. This mentor said to me, Nadia, you can choose to Keep going round and round in circles and kind of avoiding this topic for the next six months because it's just not something that you want to address. And in, that, in six months' time, you're going to be at the same point and you're going to have to address it. Or you can just get over yourself right now and be done with it in three weeks. And when she presented it to me, like not the transformation in itself, it was this very particular topic she was talking about. Or you could just be done with it in the next three weeks. When she presented it to me like that, my common sense was like, why would I choose the six months of being in pain if I just can get through it now and quickly? Does that make sense?
3: Absolutely. I I love that. I think that one of the interesting things, when I ask these questions, I just want to make it clear that I'm not, I don't ask them. I necessarily disagree with anything you say. I've just I've been working as a spiritual catalyst with people full time for thirty-one years. And so I've seen a lot of so I've seen a lot of people come through my door and one of those things is the change is an inherent belief at times of a lack of capability to survive it. So if I said to you, you're going to be dead in three days, you're going to be dead in six months, which would you choose? Would you be as practical?
4: So repeat that
3: question one more time. Okay. For people who really struggle with change, change a lot of times can be fearful because they don't, they have no belief in their ability to survive it. Yes. So instead of me saying, okay, Nadia, you can make the change, which is perfect for you. Whoever your mentor was head your number and they, yes. and they, and they dialed that number. Well, good job. Um, but for the person that looks at change and goes, but I'm just going to fail. Just, I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to, it's, it, I'm going to die. I mean, I, I, I don't have that ability. So mm-hmm. then that person would have heard your mentor say, do you want to be dead in three days or do you want to be dead <laughs> in six months? Cause it's going to happen. <laughs> oh,
4: my, oh my gosh. Yeah. I get what you're saying now. Okay. Yes. And this is, I, I so appreciate you coming from this angle because you are absolutely right. And we're talking about transformation here, which is really deep stuff. And I'm going to just refer back to to health coaching, to corporate health coaching, because that's the and, – and this is the majority of people. The majority of people really, really struggle with positive behavioral change. It is not something that comes natural. It is not something that comes easy. And transformation – Um, For instance, if you want to quit tobacco, that's a transformation that needs to take place and people really, really struggle with it. So I obviously don't. And I see what you're saying there at this whole thing. Like, do you want to do it in six months or three, three days wouldn't work at all when it comes to just, for instance, tobacco cessation. So then um, I can't. Generally, answer your question in the sense because it would depend on the person that I have in front of me. I would have to get to know them. I would have to get to know their motivations. And then it's really about finding their motivation to change and then. Guiding them through the process and making them feel safe, so it doesn't. And it could be baby steps. It's maybe not leaps like I like to take leaps, but that's just my personality. Just like you said, it's then baby steps. It's absolutely holding space for that transformation, on a unique level. But there's no one size fits all. At there, there really isn't. Does that answer your question?
3: Uh, absolutely, Lori. Up, We're going on break, and we'll be right back here on The Dr. Kevin Show.
1: The Real Conscious Connection, OM Times Radio, IOM FM. The number one reason girls drop out of school in sub-Saharan Africa is lack of access to feminine hygiene products. The Pads for School Girls Project, an outreach of Humanity Healing International, is changing this paradigm by setting up sewing programs at schools, teaching girls a vocational skill, while producing the reusable pads that help keep them attending classes. The girls pay it forward by making and giving pad kits to other girls in need. To learn more, visit humanityhealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Vox Novus, the new voice. Vox Novus, the new dimension. Vox Novus, thought and movement
3: leaders who will share from their experience and offer tools to help us navigate our
1: rapidly changing world. My name is Victor Furman. Join me every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Own Times Radio for Vox Novus, the new voice.
3: Hello, 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 and welcome back to Thoughtful Thursday with Reverend Lori Powers Otto and myself interviewing Nadia Krauss, author of The Magic of Transformation. She started transforming her life as a a young teenager as she got physically abused by a book, I think it was, that jumped off the (laughs) shelf and hit her in the head, if I remember the story correctly. Uh, And when she... When she woke up from being concussed and she read it, she's been transforming her life ever since. Nadia, did I get that story right? <laughs> you are-
0: What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it. Open a CQ checking account and get $250 to spend freely. And that's not all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. Visit secumd.org today. Our genius.
4: You're- <laughs> the way you tell stories, yes. That's exactly how it happened.
3: <laughs> if you would like to ask Nadia or Lori or myself any questions or share comments about your own personal journey with transformation, please feel free to do so by calling 202-570-7057. Again, that's 202-570-7057. Again, whether you have some question or insight that you would like from Nadia or Lori or I about some transformation you're struggling with, or you just have a transformational story to share. Uh, We would love to have you call in. So um, I'm going to go ahead and kind of let the last topic, our last topic we were discussing stay in the last segment. I mean, the, the point was, I think that was very clear and I would not disagree with is, It obviously depends on the person and where the person is and what goes on. And, uh, you know, it's not a one size fits all solution to anybody or anything. But oftentimes hearing stories and journeys can inspire and motivate us as Nadia's life has inspired and motivated many people to have the courage to take that little step, to make that first movement, to even just peek around the door as you crack it open just a little bit and go, hmm, maybe change isn't so bad. Uh, on that note, I'm going to change the direction of the conversation, unless Lori has something she'd like to add.
2: Um, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Where, where are we going, Dr. Kevin?
3: <laughs> well, I just thought I'd take my turn at the front of the bus and say, what was the single hardest transformation, Nadia, you ever did? And what transformation do you see is next in your life?
4: Wow, Whew. that is a deep question, and I am going to be brutally honest with you. It was literally coming to the United States, having a, holding a self image of. Of obviously a German conditioned, you know, German culture, which is very, very different. It's Germans are very, very good at organizing things, in the box thinking, perfecting things. They have a process for everything to become an expert, but it's very, very limited. So the biggest transformation was really coming to the States. And having to change all these belief systems that I was holding about myself, about being limited, and I can't do this, and I can't do that, because that's literally how I grew up in Germany. Um, You don't dream big in Germany. You you don't. You don't reach for the skies, uh, sky or stars. You just kind of do your thing. And then it's, it's hard to explain. So that was literally... The biggest challenge and biggest transformation up to date, Um, leaving behind this old self-image that I had in Germany and this new self-image that I hold here now. And the upcoming biggest challenge is really holding my space in love and peace. As humanity is currently going through a really hard time, that is very challenging. And I don't, I'm feeling myself being sucked into it as well. And so is a big challenge right now to stay anchored in love and peace and power and positivity and hope and looking for solutions instead of for problems. That is the challenge that I see ahead.
3: Well, I think that, you know i i tend to look at problems and challenges as invitations to up my game what can i do with this <laughs> there's got to be what, what 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 can i see or think of or do that nobody else has thought of or done or done the way that i do it and so i, I it triggers in me my i love to be challenged i love to step up to a good challenge and it's the focus on how i'm not how i'm going to solve it not if and i think that we can we we need to start very honestly and saying yeah it's a bad day tough today i didn't get to be somewhere i didn't get to see somebody i didn't get to do something i wanted to do but what did i get to do where, where did mm-hmm. I get to go, and how how have I creatively shifted or changed something in my life or my world or in the world by being somebody different? And so, but it is it is it is a challenge. But I also am a big fan of just own it. Yeah, it's a challenge. Sucky day, they happen. I'm human, two legs, one foot in front of the other. That's the way it goes. Uh huh. And Absolutely. you know. Yep. So, Laurie, I'm going to ask you the same question. What is the biggest transition you've ever gone through, and what do you see as the biggest transition before you?
2: Well, I guess the biggest transformation I ever went through was having a child at 16 and everybody saying, oh, you ruined your life, your life's over, blah, blah, blah. You know, things people say. And they could not have been more wrong. My life started that day. My daughter is amazing and wonderful. And I am blessed with two fantastic children and four fantastic grandchildren. I mean, but like you, Dr. Kevin, they made the mistake of saying, you're not going to be anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at me now. I'm a reverend, I'm a life coach, I'm a Reiki master teacher, I'm a professional psychic, and yeah, I was a TV show host. I'm sometimes a radio show host, co-host. Yeah, you know, I got a PhD. Yeah, my life turned out pretty good by not believing what other people said to me. But that was the hardest challenge I think I've ever had and what transformations are coming next? It's, it, it's more about, uh, well, you know, some things going on in my life. It's more about not letting myself get bogged down in other people's uh, delusions and other people's problems. Um, being as loving and as kind and as helpful as I can be to everybody. Um, most people take it very well. But some people actually are shocked by someone being nice to them or caring oh. about them or thinking about them. And so that's, you know, to just keep being true to myself and keep moving forward, That's I think that's the next steps. And my new book that will be coming out hopefully in two, three weeks. Wonderful. Oh yeah, Did so I, say awesome?
3: <laughs> I think that first of all I would be a whole lot more shocked to see you be mean to people than to see you be nice cuz that's all you've ever been since I've known you. I just want to throw that in. Uh, um and sometimes you got to give people tough love. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. If it comes from a loving place, you can't always tell them what they want to hear. And sometimes you have to send set of boundary that says mm-hmm. right now, loving you from a distance, I feel is a healthier choice for me. And that's the choice I need to make.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh.
3: <laughs> so Nadia, yeah. you're looking to put yourself or you're putting yourself out into the world to bring more light, more healing, more anchoring. What are you doing these days for self-care?
4: Wow, you got good questions. I tell you, right to the point. So the very first thing that I want to mention is that I literally deleted my Facebook app from my devices because... I noticed myself instead of getting up in the morning, this would be the self-care practice to meditate, to walk my dog, to do yoga. I got sucked into the mental rabbit hole of checking the device for time and then seeing notifications and going down that rabbit hole. So the biggest thing I'm doing right now is literally balancing out my relationship with technology and social media so I can have a morning practice of meditation,
3: walking, and yoga. Sounds good to me. So often people who are out there doing service in the world and healing the world or doing their best to bring whatever healing they can into the world Forget to do self-care. Forget the fact that they too have needs, and they too get to have a bad day. Get to do self-care, um, and get to have you know strong opinions. Being spiritual or being a healer doesn't mean you're being milk toast. I've I've considered myself a healer my whole life, and I don't think anyone's ever thought of me as milk toast. Lori, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, uh, wrong. Well, what, what do you do for self-care, Dr. Kevin? Well, the hot tub has arrived. Yay! I'm, I'm in my, I am in my hot tub. Uh, we're going on to three weeks, and I've only missed two days of being in it, sometimes twice a day, because I find the gentle jets and... The, the heated water to be very self-caring. Um, I uh, I chose to paint my own cover from my next book of uh, actual poetry that's going to come out later this year and I decided instead of having a graphic artist put something together, I was going to paint the cover and have my my painting on the cover of my book, whether people thought it was looked good enough or not. Uh, and The other thing right now that I do for self-care, interestingly enough has to do with clubhouse and being on clubhouse because I can go in and there's like namaste and positivity rooms where people share positive things. There are meditation rooms, there are music rooms. One of the things is that, um, I can go and jump into a room for a little bit and hear people that are in need or in pain or are lost, Um, and if it's meant for me to help them, I will get called to the stage. In fact, a lot of people now, if they see me pop in a room, will immediately call me to the stage and say, well, what do you think, Dr. Kevin? And I get to unconditionally and freely just give 15 minutes of my time or 20 minutes of my time helping somebody, but shut it down. It's not a client. I'm not trying to do a long haul with them and stuff like this. And that actually is some self care for me to be able to go over there and have a megaphone that has no, I don't have, it doesn't have any, uh, structure that makes me feel weighted and not, and when it's not always bad, but it helps me say today, my gift to the universe is maybe, you know, all these people that heard me make this one point or say this, that all their lives got touched or some of their lives got touched or moved forward. And, but it was, it was, it was without a committed relationship and a journey we were taking together. And that's self-care for me. Nadia, where can we find you? Quick.
4: (laughs) Uh, It's happywholesomelife.com. That's the website, happywholesomelife.com.
3: Make sure to go to the Dr. Kevin Show or my Dr. Kevin. You'll find all about Nadia and how to get in touch with her. Nadia, you'll have to come back and play with us again sometime. It was so much fun. Thank you so much. What a
4: thoughtful conversation we had. Very, very nourishing. Well,
3: thank you, Nadia. Glad we could be. Thank you, Nadia. (laughs) Next week, Planetary (laughs) Influences with Reverend Lori and Rob Stewart from Inner... Let's find out what's going on in the skies here on the Dr. Kevin Show.